0: VM GM. I was just finishing a bite of toast. And this is the Vagabond magazine. Good morning. Vagabond magazine, good morning. I'm gonna get everybody up on the stage here, uh adding odd writings as a speaker, uh inviting Riona Morgan, the co-host. Bring up Juan Tanya as co-host and also Authored Style sending you an invite to speak if you choose to do so. Uh, there is no requirement to speak. Of course, you can speak or not speak however you like. That's the rules here. The rules are do as you like. Um, let's see, you know what I've forgotten to do is I have forgotten to set up something to record this glorious morning experience. So while I do that, I'm going to hand the mic over to Quantania. And please uh, just say hi and hand the mic off to uh, Odd Writings and Riona. When you're done with that, I'll get the recording set up.
1: Hi, good morning. Good evening. Uh, Happy Monday. It's been such a great month. How are all of you doing? I haven't been here in so long. I've like taken a break to be with family, but I've missed all of you. I've missed this space, and I'm so happy to be part of this conversation today. So I'm gonna um, hand over the mic to Riona, and hi. Hello,
2: hello, good morning, everyone. This is Riona Morgan. I'm editor in chief of Vagabond Magazine. And Quanta, it's so amazing to hear your voice again and to see you and spend time with you. I'm so glad that you've been able to spend some time with family. And um, I am getting ready to starting Wednesday. Family, family, family. It's going to be so wonderful and amazing. I'm so excited for all of that. And odd Writings, it's wonderful to see you. And our friend, um, who joins us periodically authored style. That's wonderful too. And CD, I I hope you're getting all of the recording mechanisms up and running and
0: Um, so welcome everyone
2: to vagabond magazine and I will just, um, chat a little bit more and then i'll pass the mic to odd writings and we can get we can get the show going so i want to introduce everybody here really quick cd domicchio he is our founder and publisher and he'll be back on to chat a little bit more and then we have quanta who you've met she they they are our fashion editor and then we have indefatigable who is our tech editor we have er donaldson who is our managing editor and then we've got cryptoversal books who is our book and literary editor in this space. And uh, so we have a wonderful time and we are in the midst of putting together our wonderful so amazing already edition for December which is a look back edition where we we look back at 2023 and in my article I even looked back a little bit further into 2022 and so it's been really wonderful walking down memory lane and seeing all the things that we've done and seeing how we have evolved and seeing how web 3 has evolved and and just knowing that this is such an exciting place to be and that web three. Oh man, I can't even wait for 2024. There's going to be so many, so many amazing things happening. And so I just wanted to say, I'm so happy that you're here, whether you're listening now or in the future. Woo! It's exciting out here today. So I'm going to pass the mic to Odd Writings and please jump on in. And um, I'm glad that you're here.
3: Thanks. I just wanted to say hello to everybody. I've got my copy. So I'm just now becoming aware of my surroundings, um, and I always love coming to this space and contributing whatever I can. So uh, I'm looking forward to the next edition. I was going to ask you guys when when the next uh, you know when the next uh,
0: magazine
3: uh, magazine was going to come out. So it sounds sounds like it's coming out soon. So that's
0: that's good news. So I'm going to jump back in here. Um, you know, the recording software has been giving me so much problems lately um i don't know exactly what happened it was all working perfectly uh we were happy and copacetic and then and then it decided to change and i you know I have my suspicions about why that's happened, but um, we won't put the total blame on Elon Musk or X because it's probably a little bit of the fact that I'm a little pocket, a little bit cheap. Um, So that's probably the the main reason is that I didn't spend the money that I should have spent uh, to make this happen. But anyway, we're recording on X and we're going to have that recording there and we're all here. And George, the next issue is coming out December 21st. That's when we're releasing it. And we're going to be doing that quarterly. So on the Solstice and the Equinox, uh, we're going to be releasing a new issue. So we're going to go from nine issues a year to four issues a year, which we hope will allow us to really focus on quality, to um, really bring the the level of our game up. And also we'll take a little bit of the pressure off of uh, wonderful people like Riona and Quanta and uh, Cryptoversal Books and indefatigable and er donaldson and you know since none of us are getting paid in this it's a labor of love it's a volunteer situation um it makes sense to to do it with the least damage possible to our personal lives right <laughs> so so this is vagabond magazine good morning here we are i'm cd Domitio speaking through the vagabond magazine uh, account that's me uh you can see my account if you want to follow as always i recommend that you follow all the people that you see on the stage here and if you're in the space live all the people that you see in the space because we tend to draw really cool people into this because we're focused on a web 3 lifestyle that's what we do It's what we do man um so with that being said what kind of cool web 3 stuff have you guys seen this week and by the way this is going to be I asked that question and then I immediately interrupt myself. Um, I'm terrible that way. So, by the way, this is going to be the uh, final episode of BMGM this year. We're going to have the Web3 Writers Hour tomorrow and then it won't be until the first week of January that you'll be able to hear our sweet, sweet voices on BMGM or the Web3 Writers Hour again. Okay, so back to the original question. What have you guys seen in Web3, in NFT, crypto, DeFi, metaverse? AI space. What have you guys seen there this week? Is there anything that you're excited about?
2: I, I I can jump in and say I am excited. I was just kind of zooming around this morning, kind of being mellow, got my coffee, and I'm kind of looking at the news on, on X and looking at the news on Google and just looking around to seeing what's, what's happening in, in Web3. And I ran across this post that I'll put it pin up in the nest. And um, it's from... Um, Lewis Lias, Lias, the Lias. I don't know. Um, he's a crypto co- coder, and he he put up this graphic, a transitioning from Web 2.0 to Web 3.0, and the graphic is really very kind of clever. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna share that up in the nest, and maybe we can talk about it once we've all been able to see it. But I was just really kind of intrigued by all of the possible evolution pieces of all of this so let me go grab that really quick and i'll share it and somebody else can jump in and then we can maybe circle back to it
0: okay i'm gonna jump in with an article that i saw which is uh it's on Fortune Crypto, which you know, you can sources suck these days. You know, you, everything is paid for, everything you know is sponsored, and it's all with an agenda, influencers, and things like that. But essentially, the article says the SEC has attached a string to Bitcoin ETFs, and investors will be the one to pay for it. So the long and short of it is uh, that it looks like they're going to approve the ETF for Bitcoin, but what they're going to do is they're going to do it in such a way that. Um, it's going to make Bitcoin for in-kind, it's going to bar in-kind redemptions and the transactions have to be carried out in cash. And what this means is that investors are going to be basically double taxed for it, from my understanding. So that is not particularly good news in the realm of free money and Bitcoin ETFs and the crypto market 2024 exploding upwards. But good news is uh, most people don't give a good gosh darn about this kind of detail. They just ignore it and they look for news that they can pump things on. So probably not going to be a big deal. But odd writings, have you seen that? I know you you tend to follow this kind of stuff uh, a little more than I do. I think. I, I haven't seen it
3: yet. I'm usually you know, you know by the time I get to this uh, to VMGM, I'm actually a few days behind because I'm gone most of the weekend. To, to take care of some things, and so I'm offline. And then this morning, I wake up like really late, you know. So, so <laughs> there's actually a little gap. Uh, so I haven't seen that. I know it's been brewing. The idea about having the the spot ETFs, which is a gets people excited. Uh, so I'm glad that there's at least some news about that. Uh, what I what I noticed uh, on a different topic, maybe like a, three or four days ago, uh, the Verse Verse, which is a group of uh, uh, poets, NFT poets. Uh, they had. Uh, they have they've been doing this project where it uh, they use AI to somewhat resurrect the works of Allen Ginsberg, and this is with the support of uh, the, the estate of Allen Ginsberg. And so they've they've had a big splash about different things they're doing. And one of the things I noticed, and Riona saw this as well, uh, there was a uh, sort of a fidgetal thing where you can tie you know books. Uh, real life books to two NFTs. Uh, and I looked on there and they're run using, uh, PI USD. So that, that, that's the stable coin that's, uh, uh created by PayPal. Uh, and, uh, and so there was a limited edition book. Oh, I only had two days to buy it. I was like, Oh, I'm going to get this, but you know, I don't have any PI USD. So, so, uh, I did have a PayPal account. Went to the PayPal account. There's a way in the PayPal account in, to purchase Pi USDS. was like, all right, I'm purchasing Pi USD, uh, and then I wanted to export it to my uh, to my external Ethereum wallet, so it'd be, it's 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 based on Ethereum. Uh, export it to that wallet, so that then I could purchase the book. Uh, and it, And uh, PayPal told me, oh well, you know, you need to take a selfie. You only have to do this once. And This to me rose me the wrong way. Not only not just because I don't have a, a, a smartphone, because I'm stubborn, but it, it 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 takes away from one of the main things one of the main benefits of cryptocurrency which is which is you know it opens up a lot of the uh, uh, a lot of currency uh, capabilities for people with less money, you know, because the fact is you can buy stuff that's way less than a cent. You can price things with, with in tiny little fractions. And and uh, you know, assuming that, well, in order to actually use this money, you have to actually have this smartphone, it kind of it, it kind of takes away one of the benefits of, of crypto is it's it's kind of it's 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 treating it just like just like ordinary dollar bills. So that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and uh, and so I wasn't able to make the two day thing. So I didn't. I wasn't able to buy the book, but uh, that. So I don't know. That that was my experience. Uh, but it's still good news because I found out about this this digital place. And I, you know, I as usual, I'm drawing a blank on the name. But uh, that's
0: that's my my. Well, you can you can dive into your uh, your <clears throat> your Twitter profile and and maybe find it or something for us. It would be cool to know. Um, I have a couple of thoughts on that. And it's the first is that, yeah, the, the regulation. I mean, the SEC making people transact for the Bitcoin ETFs. You can't do it with Bitcoin. You're going to have to do it with dollars, which means people are going to have to like switch into into dollar currency, and which means it's it's more trackable, traceable. Um, and I understand all the reasons for doing that, but it sort of defeats the entire um, reason that I initially became excited about crypto in the first place, which was creating an alternative to overregulated U.S. dollar and creating some you know kind of libertarian versions of uh economies that could function without the like the corrupt regulation that we have functioning in all of our dollar and euro and yuan based accounts um so that's kind of a bummer that's with the atf thing and and then it sounds like the paypal thing is just another flavor of that with the um with the verse verse thing and then i hate to hate on Web three projects, especially literary Web three projects. But I have some real issues with the idea of even with the the support of Allen Ginsberg's estate, reviving uh, you know creating an AI version of Allen Ginsberg or creating a like new works from dead people. I feel like there's just something so innately wrong with that that uh, maybe I haven't dug into it enough you know but I saw the initial stuff that they started doing I read some of the initial like stuff that Sasha Styles had posted about it and I absolutely just freaking hate it I, I i think it's such a terrible idea and even if the the heirs of alan ginsburg which you know he was gay so i don't think he had kids so who are this like his sister that disowned him or you know who are these people that are saying like yeah we'd like to monetize alan ginsburg's work now i just it really rubs me the wrong way and i understand if other people feel differently and hopefully i'm completely wrong about this and uh and it, it doesn't work that way but you know um that's my thought so Feel free to, to jump in there and say what you like. Yeah, I think this is a wonderful a wonderful source
3: of conversation. You know, the, the resurrection of dead people, sort of. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's a uh, yeah. I can see I can see the 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 uh, uh, the feelings about it on, on both sides. I don't I don't particularly feel very completely strongly one way or the other. I guess I guess maybe I have to think about it further about the philosophical implications of this. Uh, but, you know, it's, you've already seen some of it with deep fakes and the music and, you know, having Frank Sinatra sing some, some modern song that, that, you know, he never sang when he was alive, uh, which could be humorous to listen to. But at the same time, you know, the blending of reality and fantasy is uh, getting such that it's, it's, it's interesting, but, but raises various ethical issues. Uh, so it's a it's a good source of conversation.
0: Yeah, George, my my issue was more that they are the, the verse verse seems to be putting this forth as the work of Allen Ginsberg. You know, and yeah, they they're saying that it's like, but they're they're sort of putting it forth as the work of Allen Ginsberg, and that's really the part that rubbed me the wrong way was was the fact that you know if somebody wants to create something with AI, if someone wants to create fake Frank Sinatra or AI Frank Sinatra, I feel like that's fine, but if you want to Put it forth as the work of Allen Ginsberg, um, just resurrected and dead, but done with AI. That that to me just feels—it's it's so ick. Um, anyway, it's again. Hopefully, I'm completely wrong about that, and and I'll be completely proved wrong about it. And my ick is needless. Hey, ICT, Dylan, Daniel joined us. Let's see if we can get him up on the stage and involved in this. Hey, Dylan, we're talking about uh, you know
3: dead people. And what it, mean, <laughs> what it means to represent them on the on uh, in Web three
0: specifically, we're talking about uh, the verse verse and their use of Allen Ginsberg's name. Okay, well, we can move on to something else uh, if nobody else has anything to say about that. Uh, Riona, I've looked at that uh, graphic that you posted up in the desk, the transition from Web two to Web three. Uh, it's interesting, and um, yeah, I like it. Um, so, uh, what are your thoughts on this?
2: Well, my thoughts, well, one, I want to jump in and give my two cents on on the resurrecting uh, prior author and putting forth new works. And I think that, I I don't know exactly what the verse verse is doing. Um, I think that I'm hoping, because I know many of the people who are um, connected to the verse, verse. I'm hoping that they're doing wonderful things, ethical things, lovely things to honor Allen Ginsberg, and then whoever they they choose to to honor next. And um, I, as much as it would be amazing to resurrect Edgar Allan Poe and say, "Okay, write us a new poem, write us a new short story," I think that that would be impossible to achieve. And, and I hope that, I hope that that does not happen. I hope that those kinds of things don't happen unless it is done in the sense of, in the style of, to honor, to, um, memorialize, to commemorate, to, to celebrate and, and not put forth as this is, um, a new poem by Edgar Allan Poe and, and, try that. I don't know. I really feel like that that would be, um, a disservice to, uh, the writer themselves. And, and so that, that's my two cents. I'm hoping it's all coming from a place of honor and, and respect and care and love. And, um, so I, I, I hope that that's what's happening. And, um, and then to transition to my graphic, the graphic that I found, I I am just so intrigued by it. I just really think that it's so interesting and and I'm and I looked through the different pieces, and I was like, oh, ENS, ENS, <clears throat> I know what that is. Um, uh, MetaMask, I know what that is. And then, but the other ones, I'm like, I don't know if I know what Brave is. I don't know if I know what audience is. And, and so I was just really, really um, intrigued by it. Cause I was like, wow, there's going to be so many changes. If in fact, this is actually something that, that is remotely reliable, able to be relied on. And so I just thought that it was a good, a good topic to talk about or good, good thing to bring forth and say, are we seeing this? This is really, really crazy. What do you guys think?
0: Okay, I'll jump in on Brave um, because I've, I've used Brave for a long time. Brave is essentially, it's a Chrome fork uh, that is uh, it's it's roughly, roughly a Web3 property. I mean, they, they have a token and they basically pay you for your attention. So if you use Brave, you get paid for uh, in the um, Brave token, which is B-A-T-S, you get paid for, uh, for going to websites and, and basically browsing using brave so you, you know i've i don't use it all that much but i end up getting paid two or three bat a month which which i think at this point ends up being you know 18 to 20 cents something like that at one point brave was was higher the bat token was higher but um You know, it's never been a huge moneymaker, but the idea is neat that you're actually getting paid for your attention. And it seems to be a secure browser that has a wallet built in. There's some security features that are there that are good, but it is dependent on Chrome. So I I don't know how, you know, how Web3 can we say that really is. Um, Dylan probably knows more about that. Um, I'll go through the other ones that I know there, ENS. Um, I think ENS is great. I haven't dove into how you could like do things like build a website using an ENS yet, and that's something I'm really interested in learning and doing. Like you know, having when you type in you know um, Vagabond ETH, having it actually go to a website as opposed to um, just using it as a like a translator for my my long and unwieldy wallet address. The other ones on there that I've used are Filecoin. Um, Filecoin is a really interesting project, and it's it's essentially um, creating a sort of IPFS again Dylan probably knows more about that and if we can get indefatigable on here as well we can probably <laughs> learn every detail and as far as metamask being a substitute for PayPal maybe I'm I'm not certain that it functions quite the same way but um, but I I mean you can collect payments on metamask so I guess I guess it's that so that's that's my thoughts on the ones that I know George I see your hand up so let's uh, let's hear what you have to say on it well, I just have to say on uh, on Brave,
3: I use Brave quite a lot. and um, the interesting thing about the uh, the attention business, what what it is is it's it's supposed to be a thing where you know you get you get paid for you know advertise for uh, you know paying attention to advertising, but it turns out they change I don't know if it's a change in their policy or if it's been like this forever, but you don't even have to click on the advertisement. as long as you receive the little pop-up, that's fine. So it actually makes no difference whether you click on it or not. So some people don't realize that. And so every time they see the thing, they're like, Oh, I want to get paid, you know, X, X number of a fraction of a cent. So they click on that advertising, no matter what it is. And that kind of screws up their thing about, well, how do we know what this person really likes? You know, (laughs) it screws up their algorithm. So they actually wrote an article one time saying, Hey, just click on the things that you really care about. And that, that actually helps everything. And then you'll, you'll end up getting paid the, the same. And also, just uh, real quick about uh, about the verse first. Uh, I would be—I I need to read up more on it. But I would, you know, since I also know many of them, I would be very, very surprised if they were uh, if they were not treating the Allen Ginsberg thing with a lot of respect. Uh, because uh, it's just—I just—I can't—I can't imagine them doing that. And I certainly don't want to put forth that uh, that impression that, that that they're doing it uh, in that in that way. Um, but, uh, uh, anyways, that's that's what I'll say.
0: Yeah. And, and I'm sure you're right. I'm sure my, my outrage is sort of like mistargeted, but, um, but it's just the idea of it that sort of rubs me the wrong way. But, um, you know, there could be a whole different way to it. I mean, I'm not even real sure who the Allen Ginsberg estate is. So that that's probably, you know, for all we know, that could be like the, the heirs of his, his lover who probably would have been his husband, um, if he'd lived in a different time. So I
3: don't know. Yeah, I don't, have, I don't have a lot of input on the other on the other things in the list. I recognize it uh, right away. I have to be careful when I use... Uh, the, the thing is, I'm on a desktop, right? But I'm using an Android emulator in order to speak on this thing, even though I know you can now do it sort of natively. It actually works better through this emulator. But I have to be careful when I click around because it's real easy for me to crash it. <laughs> so uh, part of the reason why... I, I haven't like looked for the source and tried to do things in the background while I'm in the space because I'm, I kind of don't want to be rugged out. Even though I, I end up actually getting rugged out after about fifty minutes, fifty-five minutes. It's almost a um, it's almost a timed thing. But in any case, uh, I, I so I, I'm not able to see very much of that uh, very much of that image without freaking myself out that I'm going to kick myself out of the group.
0: Fair enough. Um, okay, so fun fun note on Allen Ginsberg and the Beats. I've actually. Uh, I actually have one degree of separation from Allen Ginsberg through uh, through a, a friend of mine in France. Um, I've stayed at the Beat Hotel in Paris, where the where the Beats actually like were notoriously staying, and also at the Beat Hotel in Tangier, where they uh, lived and worked and raised hell, apparently. So William S. Burroughs, uh, big personal. Uh, favorite of mine among the beats more so than Jack Kerouac or Allen Ginsburg, but also, you know, a controversial fellow himself. So I don't know, maybe this first, first thing will work out. I'm just uh, expressing my outrage without knowing the full details, which is always something that's great, right? That's I'm American. So that's why we get to do that. <laughs> that was totally valid. Was a totally valid
3: thing. All that all, all was, we, we talked briefly about uh, the verse-verse resurrecting, so, so to speak, in quotes, resurrecting uh, Allen Ginsberg and having uh, some poems created through AI in the style of Allen Ginsberg. Uh, and and we were thinking about the ethical implications of that. And since since you're very big on consciousness and the philosophy behind consciousness, uh, we thought maybe you, you might have some input, uh, if, assuming that you're uh, aware of the project. Uh, that's that's pretty much it. We weren't ex- we weren't expecting something especially concrete from you, but we, we figured maybe this is a line for Dylan to get into the conversation.
4: Yeah, that seems really interesting. Well, uh, you know, every everybody's heard me talk about AI has heard me compare it to like a telescope. You know, uh, it, it lets you see further and it lets you see more detail maybe uh, than you could see otherwise. Um, and and there's uh there's an idea that's really old in my philosophy like the, the first paper i ever published as a philosopher was uh called the lexicultural propagation of concepts and i got to take that around to uh southern california um and, and around texas a little bit here and kind of kind of just introduce people to the concept that i'd come up with called lexiculture uh, which, which is the discussion of uh you know, basically the interplay between culture and language. So, so if you study linguistic anthropology, um, what you'll find is that all languages are equally well adapted to their environment and the vocabulary, um, the sum total of which in a given language is known as the lexicon, um, is sort of an emerging space that's always developing. Um, and it develops as a function of the relationship between uh, the environment um, and the subject. Um, so the perceiving subject and the perceived environment uh, that, that that subject is interacting with. and And so what I would say is happening in the case of this uh, this Ginsburg project um, is that the AI um, is able to sort of expand the uh, poetry that he created while he was alive um, and, and sort of uh, in that same dialectical frame, uh, you know, where, where the language is emerging, you know, from Ginsberg's mind in this case, uh, you know, it, it can see kind of like some, some other possibilities there. Um, and, and it does this stylistically, uh, but it but also does it in terms of uh, word choice and in terms of subject matter, perhaps. Um, and, and so there's kind of this uh, really interesting uh, sort of virtual space in between language and culture. And and I would say that you know from a philosophical standpoint, if we're trying to talk about the ontology of um, this phenomenon of uh, basically using AI to create really good fake works uh, by by literary artists, um, you know, poets and, and writers and so on, uh, you know, basically you're you're simulating a a, a speech act by this person, um, and 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 so anyway, if if we're in philosophy land and we want to talk about, um, you know, the, the way that something about the world is some aspect of the world. Um, it's always good to remember uh, that perception is a unity. Um, and, and basically what that means is that it's all one. Um, you know, you know it, it, it comes in the way that you perceive it and it's unalterable. Um, and then you can represent that uh, by, by creating arbitrary divisions. Um, and in so doing, you're always creating what they call a dialectic. Um, well, what's a dialectic? The answer is that, you know, a dialectic is essentially um, a, a way of looking at an issue such that there are two poles, uh, which are antonyms or opposites of one another. Um, and then you're also exploring everything kind of between those. Uh, so, so in this dissection and this uh, a- analysis um, is really what it is um what what happens is that you 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 gain a uh a, a full understanding of, of kind of what the issue is um and so in this case the issue is what would a speech act by Alan ginsburg uh look like you know and and so uh seemingly from the ether you know the ai is able to you know either create or discover uh these linguistic theorems that, that you know even Strong Allen Ginsberg fans might might say, you know, could possibly have been uh, speech acts uttered by him uh, during his life. Dylan,
0: thank you so much for that. I really like. I it's always so nice to have your educated and erudite self in these conversations, and I love that you what you bring to the table when you show up and when you're here. And um, as always, uh, you you've expressed things very well and provided new ideas. So my mind's just thinking a lot at this point, as as it does, sometimes not well, but uh, it does think a lot. And I have to say, I am looking at UnitLondon.com, which is where the Verse Verse has the poetry that they've generated. Uh, So what they've done, to give a little more context, is they've taken photos of Allen Ginsberg, or photos that Allen Ginsberg took, uh, and of people and places. And they've used that with a large language model to generate poetry about those individual photos in a style that, that resonates with Allen Ginsberg. And uh, th- they do seem to be doing it in a very respectful way. Um, and it is kind of cool, I gotta say. Uh, it is pretty neat. And I, I may have to just do a complete 180 on this, but I still think it's sort of problematic to be using AI to generate new work by dead artists. Quanta, go
1: ahead. Um, So I'm wondering is when they, when you're using um, a poet or an author as reference, is it as reference because, you know, very often when we feed um, the prompt, when we feed prompts into AI to create fashion, um, you do feed in the style of uh, XYZ designer. You give your input, but then you know that a designer has a certain style. And so you kind of guide the AI uh, to create it uh, in the way that that designer would create. Like, for example, if if I say that I want... Um, uh, you know, a gown in like shredded lace and feathers and, but in the style of, um, say, Karl Lagerfeld, you know, or in the style of, um, uh, you know, Madeleine Vionnet. I mean, they will produce different, uh, it would produce different outputs. And so if I know what exactly I am looking for, I would use that designer as a reference point to uh, prompt the AI towards where I would like to take it. Um, Is that similar to what you, you are talking about regards, you know, using dead authors and poets and taking them as reference to for uh, you know feeding that into chat gpt or ai like write me a poem in a language of so and so or you know even creating art create such and such thing in the art style of xyz yeah,
3: i think i think basically it's it's it is it is that um, the large language model that they use, yeah, I think, believe, I is, it's is much more on the works of Allen Ginsberg. To, to, so that's not—it's not a, a general-purpose chat GPT thing. It's like a special language model made for this project. Uh, but don't quote me on that because I—I uh, I haven't done the research.
1: Okay. Okay. I, I understood. I got it. Thanks.
3: I think uh, Sixella, you had your your hand up. Do you have a? Do you have something to add to this?
5: I do. I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, So I I've been in the verse, verse audio spaces. I'm um, mutuals here with Sasha styles. Who's part of that group. Um, They are very respectful of what they do. Very mindful, um, amazing, talented group of poets. Um, And so I, you know, I think what they're doing is beautiful. It's wonderful. And, and they've gotten the right permissions to do so. Right. So there's the difference there. Um, and, and there's a difference between doing something like that and me doing something on my own. Um, where I Yeah. Ask chat GPT or Midjourney to create something in the likeness of, whatever designer. Right. And then I go and try and sell that for my own personal benefit, monetary benefit. Um, that personally doesn't sit right with me. So I never, I never use any artist name, designer name, photographer name, um, uh, in any of my prompts, um, not only because it doesn't sit right with me, but because it's not for a project It's not benefiting the, you know, it's not for like the estate of that artist or the current artist on a collaboration, but also with where AI generative work is right now is it's very wild west. And in the near future, or maybe distant future, the laws and rules can change. And um, you know, the state of those artists, uh, or the current if the artist is still alive, could come be able to come back and be like hey we know that you used my name to create these and then you were able to profit off of it you know not only will you get like a cease and desist or something but I'm sure you'll get sued for for money that you owe them Um, so I I would definitely be really careful on using any designer names in and the work that you're doing, even if you're not making money off of it. Um, I would recommend just describing that type of style. Um, it, Your words will work. And, and if anything, it's kind of like mixing paint where you you'll get something even cooler than what, you know, that designer maybe made or just something different. Um, and it's something possibly unique to you. So you know, and this isn't to, to shame anyone. Um, it, w- this is, again, it, we're pioneers. Anyone that's doing this, we're very new to this. A lot of people are are not doing these kind of things. Um, but it's good that we have these discussions so we can understand, like, m- what we should maybe do, where we should pause, how we should move forward, and also understanding the concerns that other people have. Like, Vagabond, I know that you mentioned you had outraged initially that was your feeling with this Ginsburg project. Um, And to me, like when you said that, I thought, well, where's that outrage coming from? Is it truly because they're doing it with the artists or is it a deeper fear, right? Um, And I feel like it should be a deeper fear because at the end of the day, it's not about, it goes so much deeper than, you know, recreating poetry from a a dead poet. this is technology that can be used on any one of us if we pass away, right? Like our family can recreate us and maybe we don't want that, right? And if you think of some family members, maybe they love you. Maybe they don't like you at all. And can you imagine like the family members that don't like you recreate this very bad image of you just because they feel like it and that's who they think you are, Um we might not have the option if it's not built into these systems somehow. Uh, If you think of uh, Facebook and Instagram, right? Like we should have that option built in. I think sooner than later where we check off whether our loved ones or anyone else or any corporation can recreate our likeness based off our data that's there in the event something happens to us, Um, Otherwise, there is going to be a future where there's going to be versions of us in a digital virtual format, (laughs) you know, and maybe we don't want that, right? And maybe some of us do. And if we do, maybe we want to put in some stipulations on how that can be used. So uh, that's kind of just a few thoughts that I had.
0: Oh, my God, Sixella, I'm so glad that you jumped in. I'm so glad that you brought that. Um, And yes, you're right. It is sort of a deeper fear. And, And a big part of it is that I've done some digging around now and I still have no idea who the estate of Allen Ginsberg is. You know, I've, I've looked at, I've found like a lawyer on LinkedIn who like represents the, he's the executor of the estate of Allen Ginsberg, but I don't know who this is. And, And I just feel like without Allen Ginsberg's express permission that that you know, we run the risk, or without anyone's express permission, that we run the risk of crossing a line that, that personally, I don't think we should be crossing. And I really applaud you for your um, not using people's names or designers' names or artists' names in the creation of AI stuff. And you're right; like you can you can do it by description without you know using someone's name, which is just a, a clear violation, in, in my opinion, of really I don't know. Um, intellectual property, I guess, or, you know, style or core self or being as a creative. That's where a lot of this comes from, this outrage. And and looking at the verse-first verse thing, I and knowing a lot of those people, I'm, I'm not surprised that it is a very, um, it is a very respectful project and it is done in a very cool way. And actually, the more I look at it, the more I like it. Um, but I still have this question of who is the Allen Ginsberg estate and what gives them the right to resurrect Allen Ginsberg in this way? Did he leave a, a a will or something that said like he would like to be resurrected with technology? If so, that was awesome. But if not, then then maybe this is something we shouldn't be looking at. Quantanya, see your hand. Uh, go ahead.
1: Yes, I'd like to thank Sixella. Um, Thank you so much for bringing that out. Um, and I I believe that when we do not use um, designers or authors um, or artists as references um it it prompts us to use our own creativity also because otherwise we are kind of piggyback riding on somebody else's style and um you know and uh, yes I, the initial fears of people using ai it it was so easy and um you know ai is going to take over us and i still get uh, feedback from people that, oh, what have you done in it? The AI has done stuff. You've just prompted it. and, And it's no, I mean, what you prompt is your design capabilities. And I think like when we do not use references of designers, that's when it is a challenge to produce what you and the tool can create together. So thank you for that, Sixella.
0: George, go ahead. Yeah, I was also uh,
3: wanted to throw this out. It's it's an idea that I've aired before, uh, but it's kind of related to this. Um, along with the capability of somehow checking off and saying, hey, you know, I don't want my work to be used in this way. I kind of like the idea of also allowing a checkbox saying, yes, you can use my work in this way. Um, but, you know, if, if if you mention my name, I'm going to get a tiny, tiny percentage of whatever it is you make. And I say tiny, tiny, because I'm imagining that you, someone could mention 10 different artists, right? Uh, so the idea would be in uh, AI programs that, uh, that follow the standard, they could notice that when you type in a particular name, they would go to a database. Uh, you know, It could be a distributed database. It could be you know, a blockchain itself. Uh, that would look up these words. It's, it looks up look up the people's words. Find out if they've given their rights. Uh, that they, they've said it's okay to do it. Then create a contract on the spot, a dynamic contract that would split. You know, give them automatically. You know, 005 percent of whatever gets sold that had their input in it. In other words, it seems like there's a technological solution possible that would allow people to. Uh, to, to, to benefit from their name being used. And, you know, right now there's a lot of people saying, "Oh, it's not fair that you're using my name and, and you're profiting from it." But I think the tech the tech is there to allow that. And so, uh, I, I just wanted to throw that out as a as a as something to think about. Dylan,
4: hey, I, I just wanted to jump in and uh, and and say, hey, George, uh, thanks so much for 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 talking about this. This is a phenomenal thing for me to be listening to right now because we're actually. Uh, you know, much like we had the, the Web3 Books uh, metadata group um, that met that you were part of, um, we're, we're actually still working on a number of different ideas and kind of concepts as uh, page.core Core Team. Uh, and, and I also have the <laughs> um, seemingly like just amazing news uh, that our pull request has been approved and Page Token is now uh, going to be traded on the Osmosis Dex. Um, and, and that's not really news because that's on chain. You know, it's in GitHub. Everybody can see that. Uh, but I figure maybe not everybody's following our GitHub all that closely. So uh, anyway, just a quick tip there. Uh, hopefully, we'll be getting a uh put together soon. Um, and then we're going to start releasing uh, more details about some of these data structures that we're working on and, and trying to uh, kind of stir up the, the page open source project around some of this stuff. Um, So I I know you have a deaf background. I just wanted to say, uh, you know, it it might be getting to be time for us to talk a little bit more uh, candidly about, you know, some of this stuff if you want to jump on a call.
3: Yeah, most definitely. Uh, That would have to be after January, however.
0: (laughs) Go, Riona. You don't have to raise your hand. Well, th- thank you.
2: Thank you. I just wanted to say, I'm so excited about the page down news. That's so wonderful. And I also wanted to address Xella and say, thank you so much for your very eloquent presentation of your thoughts and saying um, your ideas and beliefs surrounding the ethical approach to artists and bringing forth the idea that pos- the possibility of a deeper fear and the pos- and and the idea of respecting and connecting with others and so i just really feel like that that is the premise that i believe web3 is and should always be built upon the the care and the compassion and the love and the respect and the honor and we have such a beautiful time in history because you are right we are the we are the beginning and because we are the beginning we get to lay a foundation and continue and and build upon how we wish it will go on and so we get to begin we get to begin how how we hope the future will be and so beginning with the love and care and respect and honor that means that we get to to instruct the future to continue that. And so I just really wanted to commend you and thank you very much for sharing your thoughts. And, and CD, I'm very glad that you were able to jump into the verse verse and look at that some more. And I'm not surprised at all that they are doing it in an honorable fashion. I I would be aghast if it were anything but that. And so, um, I just, I, I'm, I'm so excited about this, and I'm so, so um, pleased that I'm able to be part of this conversation today, and and part of the foundation builder of Web3 with all of you. So thank you, and um, I really am, value you.
0: And now I just want to say, even though um, I respect the way the verse Verse is doing it, I'm still troubled by the overall idea, even though I really like what they're doing, even though I feel like they're doing it in the best possible way, I'm still troubled by it. And a big part of that comes from um, this inability to really see who is representing Allen Ginsburg um, and the Ginsburg estate. I mean, is this a university? Is it a um, endowment? Is it you know something else? Um, I'd really like to know those details, but probably Probably my outrage, like most American outrage, is completely misplaced. And I freely admit that. <laughs> so let's talk about other American outrage. We've got like 10 minutes. People are outraged about all kinds of stuff. Um, what kind of stuff are you guys outraged? Whether you're American or not, just throw something out there that you're outraged, but that you don't know much about at all. Come on, anybody.
4: Cosmos meme coins with uh, 21 million tokens of I can't.
0: (laughs) Cosmos meme coins. I'm outraged by them right with you, Dylan. I know nothing about them and I'm completely outraged. Okay. Other outrages. Let's have them.
2: I'm only ever outraged by something um, that harms a child. (laughs) So that's where my outrage comes from. And uh, I, I, I know that it's wrong. That's it. Period. So that's my outrage and it's not unfounded. <laughs> so I don't have a I don't have an unfounded outrage. Uh, sorry.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Riona, you ruined it with being a kind and loving person.
2: Come on. I know. I'm so sorry,
0: <laughs> but I was like outraged. What am I getting outraged
2: about? I don't get outraged about anything, but the only hill I will ever die on is
0: you don't harm a child. So I don't I don't have a
2: I don't it's a have a it.
0: <laughs> it's a beautiful hill to die on. That's, that's a good one. And okay. So, so I'll, I'll tell a, a story of someone else's outrage at me. Um, yesterday, I, uh, I as sometimes happens with all of us. I made a bad driving error, not a terrible driving error, but, a, but a driving error that was a mistake. And, you know, I was in the wrong. And uh, the, this guy, I basically cut this guy off on accident and he got behind me and started just blowing his horn at me. And you know, we don't honk horns in Hawaii. Like that just does not happen. So this guy's just like honking his horn and my kids in the car and she's like, Oh my God, daddy, what's, what's going on? Are you going to get a fight with this guy? And I was like, no, we're not going to get a fight. Um, so I, I pull over to the side and I roll down my window so he can pull up to me and roll down his window. And he yells at me a little bit <laughs> and he's like, you're going to call us out here. And he's yelling all this stuff at me. And I just looked at him and I smiled. And I said, yeah, you're really upset about this. I'm so sorry. You're so upset. <laughs> and the guy just looked at me and he felt, I think confused. Cause I think he thought I was going to like, you know, yell back at him or something. And, uh, and then he rolled up his window, gave me the finger and drove away. Um, and my daughter was like, daddy, what, what did you mean by that? And I was like, well, I meant that I'm sorry. He's so upset about it. Like nobody got hurt. And, you know, I made a mistake and, um, you yeah, know, that's that. But so that was my my non outrage moment when someone else was outraged with me. And I have to give credit to that 10 days of meditation for that, because probably, you know, three weeks ago, I would have probably rolled down my window and thrown the finger at the guy before he got the chance to express his outrage. So it's nice to have. The means to take a moment to to you know cool down or something okay so that was my outrage come on we can talk about whatever you guys don't make me talk anymore i'm going to reveal too much
3: i think i think uh, let's let's bring web three into this okay so let's take your your moment of outrage well your moment of non-outrage and the moment of the outrage of the other guy and so blend this in with web three so say you have a, a small suite of drones, maybe three or four drones. They're personal drones. Uh, they kind of follow you around. They have little cameras, you know, and they're they're capturing information. Uh, this is like a, something I've, I've been imagining. So imagine that you have these drones, and in this case, they're following your car, right? And so they can verify various things about, you know, they could inter- they could interact with the lidar in your car and help you to not hit other people and whatever. But they could also film situations such as what you experienced and so they would have a little film have a little guy getting all upset and everything put it all on 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 film and then you can make an nft out of it and sell it and uh thereby benefiting from outrage so that there we go it went three is into the mix
0: um you know george i'm a little outraged at the fact that you would you know suppose that I could just make an NFT without getting the the guy to sign a waiver, a release waiver that said he agreed to be in my NFT. Um, I'm a little outraged at that. Yeah, you know that well, he would have his own drones, I suppose, right? So there would be so the, the drones
3: would probably speak to one another, and you know they would they would come to some sort of an agreement. Uh, maybe you could you could even split the uh, you know split the profits. I don't know.
0: Okay. Well, and by the way, I drive a 1989 VW Vanagon, so I don't have lidar or any sort of high tech. The the highest tech thing I have in my car is a radio. Uh, Sixella, go ahead.
5: Yeah, um, interesting car situation. Unfortunately, I people do outrage me out, uh, on the road. I but I don't. I would never talk to them or roll down my window. Um, I, I don't trust where people's mental current mental state is, and I don't know what they have on me. Um, and I have seen too many news reports where unfortunately a child was in the backseat and it did not go the way everyone thought it would go in the adult landscape. So, you know, you gotta be so careful these days with that. But given that situation and talking about like the drones following you, um, we're not even going to need drones to follow us to do that. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about the new meta um, glasses and how they have um, like voice activated. You can talk to the meta AI. Um, It has like five cameras. It has robust audio. um, And there's been a huge trend and an uptick in people buying them. And so, a lot of people are wearing what you presume would be regular glasses and they can transition. Some of them can transition from clear to sunglasses. And, um, there is a very small light that indicates it's recording. Um, but I don't know at a glance that you would really even notice it, especially out in the daylight. So this is just me kind of following up with, with the whole drone thing is that everyone's capturing it (laughs) so it doesn't matter where you're you're at now with you're going to see a lot of people especially after Christmas wearing these glasses they kind of look like the Buddy Holly um old school kind of nerd glasses and um yeah everything is being recorded I mean we already know that but now, like times 10 <laughs> on top of that, like if you're in the cafe and you get in an argument, maybe with another person who's like being rude to you, that's probably being recorded and uploaded. So um, I almost feel like now I need to get glasses so I can just, I can be armed myself just in case like, okay, you're recording me. I'm recording you. We're all on the same page here.
0: Glasses detente. Um, which is what mutually assured destruction, I think was what the, uh, Russians and Soviet, um, Russians and American thing was like mutually assured destruction. If we have, if we both have enough uh, nukes to destroy the other one, then, uh, nobody will destroy the other one. So maybe with the glasses, I think, uh, those are Ray-Bans, right? Six I mean, I think I've seen those on yeah. Facebook.
5: Yeah. It's a, it's a meta Ray-Ban collaboration, um, like ongoing permanent thing. So, yeah, they just they just added the Meta AI uh voice capability thing and it now um when you have them on and you're looking at something and you say, "Hey Meta, what's this?" and then it'll look at it and tell you what it thinks it is.
0: Oh my god. I I forgive me, but I I think I'm going to buy a pair. I think I want some. Um just for fun not for uh not for mutually assured destruction um that might be the birthday present that i give myself which by the way uh we're so we're just out of time you guys but um we can continue for a second um i'll give a couple of quick announcements so first of all uh we're not gonna we're gonna be here tomorrow for the web Three writers hour same time same place on x but we will not be back until the eighth and ninth, i think um, maybe it's the 7th and 8th but um anyway we'll be back in the first week of january with those the uh the next issue of vagabond magazine comes out december 21st and that will be the last issue until march 21st we work on the solstice and equinox because we love the moon and the day and the night um and additionally uh this is this is a biggie but uh, you guys may have seen I am leaving baldism, the, uh, the religion that I founded in 2021. Uh, I am forking it. It is an on-chain religion, and therefore it is forkable. So I am going to create a new fork of baldism, and I am going to be leaving bald Jesus and baldism behind while I move on to something else. But the beautiful thing is it's forked. So just like Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, you know, Doge, all these things that have forked off from the original Bitcoin. The original baldism will continue to exist. So, if you are a baldist and you hear this, and you're like, "Oh no!" Don't worry. I've never been the pope. You're your own guru, um, and that's been the mission of baldism in the first place: was to teach everybody that you should be the pope of your own religion, essentially. Um, so, anyway, those are some small announcements. Uh, I realize that's a lot of stuff. So, I'll let you guys open up the mic, and we can uh, close out the show with any announcements that anybody else has, uh, because now is the time to get those announcements out, you guys.
2: Well, I don't have a particular announcement, but I would like to wish you a happy birthday.
0: Aw, thanks. You're
2: welcome. You're welcome. Anyway, and I just I just want to send a round of love and care to everyone here in the space today. And thank you all again so much for coming and sharing your wisdom and insight with us. And um, I can't wait for the new issue to come out and then look ahead for the March issue. But there's going to be lots of really fun things happening in between. So stick around and hang around and and see what we're up to. And I'll pass the mic to Quanta.
1: Thank you, everyone, for being here. Um, it was a very, very interesting, a very deep conversation, a lot of talk of on ethics and uh, where we're moving ahead. Um, and yeah, have a great year end and happy holidays. We'll see you around in January.
0: George and Sixella, you guys are on the stage. You're welcome to, uh, to close out if you like.
5: I don't have any announcements, but I just want to say it was really wonderful talking with all of you and having this very thoughtful and constructive conversation. Um, these are, are very much needed, and you guys are such a great community to do it with. So I hope everyone has uh, a great holiday, a few weeks here, and eat food, be merry, and stay safe.
3: Yeah, I would, I would echo that. Happy holidays to everybody. Um, I've I, uh, I started the, the next book in my series. Uh, I think it'll probably be out in uh, April sometime. And I'm gonna try to expand the NFTs associated with it to Solana. So that's gonna be one one little change there. Um, Cause I try to support as many blockchains as I can. So I wanna like try to add a new one every, every, every time. But uh, that's how it's going for me. It'll be a while before I can finish
0: that thing. Well, okay. So that wraps up this uh, this year of Vagabond Magazine. Good morning, BMGM. We hope to see you in 2024 and in other spaces and places up until that point. But for now, happy holidays, everyone. No matter what you celebrate or how you celebrate, we hope that you're happy, filled with joy, love, life, and everything else. Aloha.